Hello, this is Mary Jo with a little love note from the Building Through Him podcast. And just so you know, you're always loved and welcome here. It takes a heavenly village. So many parents struggle because their kids leave the faith. An enemy can convince us that we've been bad parents. I really want to speak truth over that. Coming from the world of foster care, many of you know two of our 10 children are adopted through foster care. I've seen bad parents, and most of the people that the enemy convinces are bad parents are not the bad parents. In fact, the bad parents don't even think they're doing anything wrong. So if the enemy has convinced you of that, I want to walk you through renouncing that lie. So you're just going to repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie. I renounce the lie that I am a bad parent, that I'm a bad parent. Jesus, please take this lie. Jesus, please take this lie. Father, fill me with your truth. Father, fill me with your truth. So maybe you did make some mistakes as a parent, and I'm just here to let you know that would be normal, okay? We are all going to make mistakes as parents. We ask for forgiveness, right? We ask for forgiveness from the Lord. We repent, and then we forgive ourselves, so maybe the enemy reminds you of a certain time where you overreacted in anger or, or something like that. You're just going to walk through that. In the name of Jesus, I forgive myself for throwing the cereal box on the floor when I was mad at Joey or whatever it was. So that the enemy has no power over you. Oftentimes, the things that the enemy keeps over us are not things that we are not sorry for. It's things we haven't forgiven ourselves for, right? And so... That's super important for us to walk in the mercy of Jesus Christ. Jesus wants that for us. He wants that, right? So we know that, but what are we talking about this heavenly village, about claiming a heavenly village? How many of you have your guardian angel with you today? Did you just think like, oh my gosh, my guardian angel is with me. You're right. Your guardian angel is with you. And guess what? Their sole job is to get you to heaven, right? And guess what? Your children also have their own guardian angel. And so our guardian angels are super powerful in going before us when we're speaking to our children's guardian angel, whispering things in their ear, leading them back home, super important. And oftentimes we forget to call upon them. Is your child named for a saint? Call upon that saint. Is your child's birthday on a certain feast day? So if you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't name my kid anything holy, that's okay. Look at their date of their birthday or the date of their baptism and then research what saint that is. Okay, so it's like a little mystery, like a little adventure hunt you get to go on. And then there's like, I don't even know, 20 saints on each day. Pick the one that you most connect with or maybe that your child would most connect with and start intercessing them. Do they have a confirmation saint? Do you remember who they were? If not, you can call the church office. And most of the time, they keep record of that. In fact, people are like, oh, I don't want to bother the church office. The church office keeps records exactly for purposes like this. So that when someone calls and says, hey, could you look up a confirmation thing? They're like, oh my gosh, I've been recording these for years and no one has even ever asked. So actually, they're like, wow, yes, I would love to tell you that. And so they research it and they let someone know. So it actually makes them feel like there's a purpose to recording these. And then you can call on their confirmation saying. Next question, do you have other children awaiting their sibling in heaven? Because you're still the mom or the dad, right? 
they're still part of your heavenly village, right? They are such strong prayer warriors, such strong prayer warriors. And I just encourage people, if you've miscarried, that was still a soul, right? Even though you might not have known that life, Jesus knew that life. That is a child. That's a soul. Name that baby. And most times, if you ask the mom, she'll already know whether it was a boy or a girl. And if you don't know, that's okay. You can name it like a general name or a saint name. The Lord's not picky. And then you start calling upon your son or daughter that's already in heaven, that wants to advocate for their sibling. Their united goal, once again, is to get their sibling home to heaven. So our whole heavenly village, right? Our guardian angels, our saints, our other loved ones awaiting us in heaven is to get their loved ones home, right? Are we depending upon them for the assistance that they want to provide us? Are we calling upon them? So when we're really just struggling with our kid and they're away from the faith and you're like, oh my gosh, do you just feel helpless? Or are you like going into warrior mode, right? Because the Lord wants us to battle for our children. Our Lord did not feed the 5,000 without the little boy first giving forth his two fish, right? That little boy gives forth the two fish and from that, the Lord feeds thousands. And so we have to call upon our angels and our saints and our heavenly parents. That's us putting our two fish forward. Like we're saying, we're calling upon these and then the Lord can act. He will first wait for us to act and then he acts. And so we're just going to embrace that. So another idea is fasting. And for many of you, you're probably like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Because we are a comfort-driven culture, right? We like our comfort. We don't like to feel discomfort. And so fasting is very difficult because we want what we want when we want it, right? But in the Gospel of Mark, a man brings his son to the disciples and they can't cast out that demon. They cannot do it. And what's Jesus tell them? This is Mark 9, 29. This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. He's like laying it on the line. You're going to need to fast, okay? This is a strong one. And so being a parent, we have to embrace that, right? So we can embrace it through fasting from social media, fasting from Netflix, fasting from shopping, fasting from coffee, fasting from chocolate, you know, whatever the loves we have in our life. Those are all really good ways to fast. Some of us cannot give up food because of, you know, different prescriptions that we're taking. But if we are able to give up food, food is the strongest fast. It just is. And so when you are hungry, you are feeling that physical discomfort of, I need to eat. At that moment, I want you to press into the heart of God right in that moment. You're going to visualize yourself going right up to the sacred heart of Jesus and pushing your heart up against his heart. In your hunger for food, you are going to just hunger for him. We fast from this world to feast upon the divine. And if you think about it as human beings, Sometimes we're just irritated with our bodies like, oh my gosh, my body, you know, needs this water and my body is tired and my body this and that. But our bodies are actually gift. They're very good. Even if we don't think they are, they are very good. Angels don't have bodies, right? They cannot offer fast. 
They're not able to. They can't offer up suffering. We can. So that's actually so powerful because we are going without. We are using our body. We are sacrificing our body just like Jesus did on the cross, but in a different way in order to bring forth life and healing. And sometimes it can feel like when our kids have been away for a long time, like they're never going to come back. Like there's just no hope. And this is a quote from St. Philip Neri. The Lord grants in a moment what we may have been unable to obtain in dozens of years. So I just want you to walk in that hope that the Lord grants in a moment what we have been unable to obtain in dozens of years. That when you're pressing into the heart of God and you're asking for his love to overflow into your child's life, you're asking for your child's conversion, that he can grant in a moment what we've been unable to obtain in dozens of years. And what if you're like, well, Mary Jo, that's really nice, but why are you not talking about like claiming Our Lady and St. Joseph? Because I haven't got there yet, of course. Our most powerful intercessors are Our Lady and St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, right? That's my favorite title for him. And one of the blesseds that really embraces this is Blessed Bartolo Longo. So this guy is born in 1841 into this devout Italian family. He has all these issues with the Catholic faith, and he ends up going into the occult and then eventually becoming an ordained satanic priest. At some point in time, after being ordained a satanic priest, he undergoes extreme physical and psychological suffering. And as like a last-ditch effort, he ends up going to this Catholic priest for help. And he ends up slowly returning to the church. He ends up leaning in to the arms of St. Joseph, his spiritual father. And St. Joseph battled demons for him. Blessed Bartolo Longo ends up becoming a third order Dominican. Is that crazy? It's just crazy. This is one of his quotes. It is a great blessing for souls to be under the protection of the saint whose name makes demons tremble and flee. It's a great blessing for souls to be under the protection of a saint whose name makes demons tremble and flee. And so he goes on to spend the rest of his life dedicated to the spread of the rosary, ends up building the Basilica of Our Lady of Rosary in Pompeii, Italy. That's how devoted he is. Blessed Bartello's life radiates hope for all of those who are praying for loved ones who seem like they will never have a conversion. He embraced his spiritual parents and allowed them to come in and battle for him. Because if God can convert the heart of a satanic priest, there is hope for every single person walking this earth, right? Every single person. He didn't do it alone, right? The enemy loves to convince us, you're alone. You're actually the only one who struggles with this. Yeah, you're alone. And whatever additional lie he adds on to that. Blessed Bartolo knew he wasn't alone. He claimed St. Joseph as his spiritual father and Mary as his spiritual mother. He claimed the power of his heavenly village, and that's what allowed him to live in the light. This is Ephesians 5.8. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, 
for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. So maybe you're listening to this and you're the one away from the faith. Maybe you're the one that people have been praying for. This is your invitation to come home. Jesus awaits you right now with open arms. Open arms, he awaits you. And maybe you have a loved one away from the faith. You're not alone. You aren't. You're not alone. Today is your invitation to claim the power of your heavenly village, to claim the power of fasting and prayer. You are walking in a new hope that however, how much you love this person, that our Lord loves them even more than you do. I was reading this book and this one lady was crying about her daughter who is a drug addict and, you know, just a complete mess. And she was bawling and bawling and she was calling out to Our Lady. And supposedly Our Lady appears to her and says, why are you crying? And she said, because my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And Our Lady said, I know. Why are you crying? And she said, you keep going on with the reasons how bad it is. And she says, I know. Did you entrust her to my son or not? I did. Then let him do his work. You crying and bawling is the opposite of you trusting in him. And when I read that, I was like, oh, dang, that was like a spirit of truth whiplash going on there. But if we entrust them to the Lord truly, then we leave them with the Lord and we do not let it steal our peace and joy as children of the light. We do not. So right now, no matter what you're doing, I want you to think about the person whose conversion weighs on you. Just pause on that. And whoever the Lord brings to mind, we're going to pray for that person right now. Jesus, we come to you today and we are fully entrusting this person to you. We call upon the intercession of the angels, the saints, Our Lady, St. Joseph, and our loved ones who are in heaven who've already gone before us. We know that your love for this person was poured out upon the cross. And even if they cannot see your beautiful, eternal, sacrificial gift of yourself, we see it. And Jesus, we praise you for it. And we know that you designed this person, every part of who they are. You know their heart. We entrust them to you, and we know that you're going to be sending them signal graces, that you're going to be sending extra angels, that you're going to be sending other people in their life that will bring them back to the faith. Because Jesus, you are good. You are holy. You are the miracle worker. And you've entrusted this person to us, and we go forth proclaiming your love and protection over them. Amen. If you would like more information about Kingdom Builders or would like to know how to bring this apostolate to your parish, please go to our website at buildingthroughhim.com and click Build With Us. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.